Hello, and welcome to another Christian Faith Radio Hour shortcast. This is David Canfield, and I'm recording this on Thursday, August 24th, 2023. And to be honest, I was not expecting to get a podcast out this week. I, I had to spend some time uh, upgrading to a new computer system uh, and doing some things uh, associated with that. And then I also have some other things that I'm working on, and I just felt I was going to have to wait until next week to get a podcast out. But then I was reading in 1 Corinthians this morning, uh, and I was so impressed with how Paul presents Christ in the book of 1 Corinthians, and especially in the first chapter, the opening section of 1 Corinthians. And I just felt I had to share something about that, at least as a short cast. If you're on my mailing list, you know recently I've been uh, sending out emails that have to do with the church in Philadelphia, as we see in Uh, Revelation chapter 3 in the Lord's epistles to the seven churches and how the Lord appreciates and even praises the church there because they had not denied his name. And he says to them, because you've kept the word of my endurance, I also will keep you out of the hour of trial that's going to come upon the whole inhabited earth. Revelation chapter 3 verse 10. So he appreciates the church there and he promises them the reward of the pre-tribulation rapture because they have not denied his name. That's really what the Lord is after. He's looking for the saints gathered together in different localities on the earth to his name as a testimony of the salvation we have received in Christ. That's really what's on his heart. That's where the enemy is defeated. And so I've been talking about that in recent emails. And in the email I sent out today, I shared how you can also see that in the book of Romans, which, of course, Romans, of course, is the foundational book in the New Testament on God's full salvation. But that book ends with the saints gathered together in Rome. That's why Paul sends uh, his greetings to all the saints there in in chapter 16. And as I say in the uh, email, for a long time I didn't understand why that chapter was there in the New Testament. It seems like to me, like I said, it it should have been sent separately. This is just Paul's personal greetings. It shouldn't be a part of the New Testament. But I read in the Life Study by Witness Lee that... The reason why that's there is because it's the consummation of the book of Romans. Everything that's in the book of Romans moves toward the goal of having a local church. The sinners at the beginning of the book of Romans become the many sons of God and eventually are built up in the body of Christ, which is practically expressed in the local churches. That's really the whole book of Romans in in a nutshell. So again, you see there what the Lord wants is to have these local churches where the saints are simply gathered to his name in the oneness of the body of Christ as a testimony to our salvation that we have received in Christ, which is a real testimony unto the Lord and unto his salvation and how he is the victorious one in these saints who are gathered to his name. So that's Romans. Well, after Romans, of course, you have 1 Corinthians. And that's where the church life becomes very, very practical. It's the most practical book in the New Testament, especially in terms of how we have the church life. And what you find out is, in these local churches, you can't avoid having problems. And, of course, a lot of people feel, well, the, the, uh, the Corinthians, that, that must have been just been a terrible church. Well, I would point out one very simple fact about uh, the book of 1 Corinthians, which we would do well to take heed to, is that it is the only book in the New Testament that specifically says, It is written for all the saints everywhere. So we shouldn't feel that we're better than the church in Corinth. You know, we we don't have uh, issues like the church in Corinth does. And and to be honest, yes, for sure, it was a 
particularly messy church. But if we can escape these things, it's only by the Lord's mercy. And to be honest, very often in the local churches, a lot of the issues that come up in the church in Corinth are things we are also going to have to face and have to deal with if we are going to have the Lord's testimony on the earth. It gets messy. Yes, to have the vision of the church, you really need the book of Ephesians, and it's wonderful, and it's heavenly, and it's holy. But to have the practical reality of the church, you have to see what's going on in First and Second Corinthians. And there you find out it gets pretty messy, and these problems are going to come up, and we have to know how to deal with these problems so that the church life can go on in a healthy way. But what really impressed me as I was looking at First Corinthians this morning was how even when he's dealing with these practical issues, Paul was so focused on turning the saints back to Christ, just getting them to focus on Christ. And uh, I'll be very you know, direct. Uh, I've been, as I said before, very much helped by Brother Witness Lee and his ministry in understanding a lot of these things. And I appreciate he, in his recovery version, he gives a little thumbnail sketch of what each book is about and basically what I said about the book of Romans that's his thumbnail sketch of the book of Romans and in 1 Corinthians his summary of the book is Christ and his cross as the solution to all problems in the church life basically something like that and it is really so that's what you see in especially in this first chapter when Paul is opening it up he just wants to turn the saints back to Christ because that's what's going to help them, and to, that's the real way to deal with these problems in the church. And to emphasize that, all I really want to do in the in this podcast today is to just go through some of these verses in chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, and then some other verses elsewhere in 1 Corinthians also, just to stress how much Paul was burdened to turn the saints back to Christ as a solution to the problems in the church life. And of course, this is a very, very simple Bible study. Anybody can do it. You just get up, get a concordance and look up Christ or look up Jesus. Uh, and, and Paul's epistles, of course, are just filled with Christ. But to see how he brings Christ into the practical church life, that was so, so impressive to me. I'd never really quite appreciated that before. So he starts out in the very first verse of 1 Corinthians. Chapter 1, verse 1, he says he's called as an apostle of Christ Jesus. In verse 2, he says he's writing to those in Corinth who've been sanctified in Christ Jesus. To those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in every place. Verse 3, he goes on. Grace to you and peace. From who? From the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So far, in every verse, he's brought in Jesus Christ. And he goes on, verse 4. I thank my God always concerning you based upon the grace of God which was given to you. Where? In Christ Jesus that in everything you, you are enriched in him, in Christ Jesus, in all knowledge. Verse 6, so that the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. Verse 7, they're waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 8, he's going to confirm us unto the end without reproach in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, in verse 9, I've always loved this verse, God is faithful through whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. What's our fellowship, saints? Our fellowship is the fellowship of Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what makes us one. That's what brings us together is the fact that we have this salvation in Christ so that now we have the fellowship in Christ Jesus 
our Lord. Of course, the extent to which we have the fellowship depends on the extent to which he is our Lord. So that's the introduction to the book of 1 Corinthians. And as you can see in every single verse here, Paul is pointing the saints back to Christ as our center, as our focus. He's the one who should be everything to us. And he goes on uh, further on in uh, the 1 Corinthians chapter 1. First of all, of course, the first problem he deals with in the whole book of Corinth, uh, 1 Corinthians is the matter of divisions. So he just asks the saints, is Christ divided? He's not concerned about right and wrong. What he's concerned about is, are you keeping the oneness that we have in Christ? It's a rhetorical question. No, Christ is not divided. So how can you be divided from each other? Because your focus is no longer on Christ. That's why you're being divided. Of course, many believers really appreciate 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 23 and 24. We preach Christ crucified. To the Jews indeed an offense, and to the Greeks foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Paul wasn't interested so much in giving people a lot of teachings. And I'm a big believer in Bible teachings. We need Bible teachings. And for sure, Paul did a lot of teaching. But what he said was his focus is always on Christ Jesus and him crucified. That was the apostles' focus. All healthy teaching has to take Christ crucified as it's focused. And at the end of the chapter, end of chapter 1, he says, No flesh should boast before God, but of him are you in Christ Jesus, who became wisdom to us from God, even our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Paul's saying here, everything we have is in Christ, whether it's righteousness, whether it's sanctification, whether it's redemption. He is our wisdom. He should be everything to us. And to the extent that Christ is everything to us, we'll have no problem keeping the oneness with the other saints because we have a proper focus on Christ. So you can see, when it comes to practical matters, Paul's focus is to turn the saints back to Christ. That's how the apostle dealt with practical matters, and that should be our focus too. And of course, he used a lot of human wisdom to do that. He didn't just ignore the problems. He didn't tell them to ignore the problems and they'll go away, just focus on Christ. He had a lot of human wisdom in how he did that. But his goal was to eventually reconnect the saints with Christ because he knew that's what's going to solve the problems in the church life. And, and you see this all throughout the rest of the book. And I'll just point out some of the verses, but what you can do is get a concordance and look up uh, Christ in the First Corinthians or Jesus and, and do it for yourself in just such a, a washing and a cleansing to see how this book is so much focused on Christ. But here are some of the other verses I came up with. Right away, in, in chapter 2, verse 2, Paul says, I did not determine to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Strong statement. He, the only thing he wanted to bring to the, to the Corinthians was Christ himself. In chapter 3, verse 11, he says, Christ is the only foundation for the church. We can never build the church on anything other than Christ himself. Anytime we have any other kind of foundation for our church is going to crumble. Christ himself has to be the unique foundation for the church, the unique foundation that we build upon as servants of the Lord. In chapter 6, verse 15, he says, we're the members of Christ. And in chapter 12, verse 27, he says, we're the body of Christ. We are so connected with Christ, so one with Christ, to the extent that individually we're his members and together we are the body of Christ. But Paul goes even further than that when he's talking about the body of Christ. Listen to what he says in chapter 12, verse 12. For even as the body is one 
and has many members, yet all the members of the body, being many, are one body, so also is the Christ. Do you see what he says here? He's comparing our human body to the body of Christ. But what he says is not, so also is the body of Christ. He says, so also is the Christ. Simply the Christ, not the body of Christ. He is saying that because the church is the body of Christ, that means the church is Christ himself. That's the extent, saints, to which we are one with Christ. We are simply Christ himself as the body of Christ. So how could we ever allow anything to come into the church life, to come into the church, to distract us and turn us away from Christ, when really, in reality, we simply are Christ himself? Praise the Lord for that. And that's according to the Apostle Paul. So also is the Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. In chapter 15, verse 57, Paul says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking there about the, the victory over death through the resurrection in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord for that. And then how he ends the epistle is really something. He's still bringing the saints back to Christ again. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 22 through 24, listen to these verses. If anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, maranatha. Maranatha meaning the Lord comes. Verse 23, the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. And finally, my love be with you all in Christ Jesus. The very last words of the whole epistle are Christ Jesus. And in these last three verses, each one talks about the Lord again. Again, just turning the saints back to Christ. That was the apostles' burden. So I didn't have a lot to say besides that, but maybe that's, praise the Lord, the apostolic way, because as I say, Paul didn't want to know anything among the saints except Christ Jesus and him crucified. So it just felt good today to bring that before the saints, to remind the saints that in all our laboring, all our serving of the Lord, all our caring for the saints, our goal should always be to connect the saints with Christ and to turn them back to Christ and to help them grow and develop in their relationship and appreciation of Christ. Praise the Lord for that. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Christian Faith Radio Hour. For more resources, you can visit thechristianfaith.org, which is my website. If you'd like to receive my e-letter, just click on the subscribe link there and enter your email address. And to connect with us by email, just send us a note at notes at thechristianfaith.org. Until next time, may the Lord keep you in his way for his sake and his glory. In Jesus' name, amen.